When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. Woo! Good morning to you. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Uh, brought to you by the Mouthwatering Steaks and uh, Russell's Reserve Bourbon at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Looking forward to... Uh, our road trip later in the week. We'll uh, we'll head to Lexington, Kentucky, and we'll go to the Wild Turkey Distillery uh, for a barrel pick of Russell's Reserve, which then will be here in like sixty to ninety days. And uh, you can you'll be able to find that amazing, delicious bourbon at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. And uh, Nate Dog's going with me. I don't know if Scott's going from. Kessler Prime, but Nate's going, and then um, our wild turkey contact from here, and so on. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait, and uh, may have to give John Calipari some uh, tips. Has he been underachieving lately? I don't know. A lot of people feel like he has. A lot of people scoff at that. How many so, titles does he have? One. Uh, he's underachieved. Whoa. What's the gap? Okay, is the gap between Kentucky and the rest of the SEC in basketball over the course of Calipari's tenure there wider or less than the gap between Alabama and the rest of the SEC for the most part other than Georgia lately in football? Well, the, the, there are several programs now that have closed the gap on, on Kentucky. In the very end. You know. Yeah, just like in, Alabama. Including Auburn. And, well, Will Wade was. 
until he made that strong ass offer. American gangster. Right? The American gangster. Uh and uh, Arkansas's doing some really good things. But the the first part of Cal's pop at Kentucky, you know, there there was a sizable gap. Mm-hmm. Because we just we went through a pretty big transition in SEC hoops, yep. and when Billy Donovan left Florida, that that kind of, um, you know, he was the best coach in the league and, and one of the best coaches in in the co- uh, country, and we lost our fastball as far as another program being able to compete. Correct until Bruce Pearl, uh, well, maybe you could say he was going that way at Tennessee. But once he was fired, he, uh, you know, he had to go away yeah. for a little while. And then Auburn's Auburn's been on a roll. They've been to a Final Four. I think Billy Donovan doing what he did at Florida, especially the fact that it was back-to-back, coupled with the fact that you had the SEC football programs take off in national titles and Alabama start winning one every other year, it just made Calipari's time at Kentucky look less successful, right? Because what do we do in sports now? We measure things by rings. Yeah. And because Calipari's only got the one, and everything else in the SEC is about accruing more than one, it made him look less successful than maybe he is. Wow. I uh, still think he's underperformed, but by how much might be I, Yeah, I don't think it's as much as... Some people might think. Yeah. Correct. I think he's done a, an amazing job. It's also the second... Final ticket, fours. Second toughest team... Second... Well, I, mm, it's either the hardest or second hardest title to win, right? College baseball and basketball are infinitely more difficult. They are extreme. Yeah, to have to go six and zero in March is 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 brutal. Um, so anyway, uh, Cal Cal and the Cats are still the toast of the town. We'll we'll see what else happens in that. But let, we'll get back to uh, football. You mentioned Alabama and closing the gap. If you had to bet today, Bama goes twelve and zero, or eleven and one. I just feel like they like to lose a game sometimes. Okay, I'm going eleven and one. You're going eleven and That's one. That's still my win total is ten and a half, so I still win the. You're still over. good. Yeah, I'm and, gonna, and you can still win the national title. I don't want to bet against Nick Saban. I'm just more betting against perfection. Are you if, betting if against maybe. Bill O'Brien, their offensive coordinator? Yeah, and maybe a little bit of just. You know the entirety of the roster turnover at some positions on offense, and a lot of change. I, you know, although Ryan Fowler seems to believe their offensive line, which could be one of the most important pieces, took a big step forward. So, you know, we'll see in the state how much an offensive line matters because Ole Miss is supposedly is top tier. Right. That is what a rookie quarterback really wants to hear. More time to progress, more time to read defenses, more time to make plays. Oh, if the Ole Miss offensive line is as good or almost as good as David Johnson told us, and then you mix in that schedule where you get several yeah. games where it doesn't matter, I mean, you, to get up and running, it could really bode well for for Jackson Dart or Luke Altmyer. And that race and competition is about start. And I think it'll be... Every rep, you know, every drill, every seven on seven or whatever. And then once they go, the few scrimmages that they do this day and age, you know, 
And then Kiffin, at some point, has to. He won't make a decision until day game day, right? Of game of game one, publicly. He might privately make the decision, but you don't announce it, right? Or does he announce it going into that week yeah. of Troy? I guess because you're playing Troy, it do, you're not tipping your hand either way. It doesn't matter, right? right? So you can just make the vote of confidence play. But I tell you what, man, whoever, and I know a lot of people believe it's dark, period, and, and maybe it is, uh, but whoever gets the nod, you, you've got an opportunity to look like an absolute you know, Heisman trophy type guy when you really won't be because the schedule is so uh, easy. So anyway, that's me pouring coffee in my cup, by the way. Good morning. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. Um, let's switch gears for a second here. Do you think Georgia can beat Bama in the SEC championship game? I need to see Georgia offensively. Yeah. They're they are they lost so much talent defensively they can't possibly be as and, dominant and that defense put their offense you know in fantastic positions correct. in so many three and outs and Stetson had the ball you know speaking of which is he going to play all game is he going to be their starter I, like what's what is what is Georgia's offense even going to be what is what is going to happen off like is it just going to be handoff 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 like what are we doing here. With Kirby Smart, he didn't get Arch I think Manning. It'll, I think it'll be a controlled passing game, like they were last year. Yikes! Yeah. Now, on another note, is Mike Leach starting to somewhat tweak or change his approach by what his offensive staff is doing, going after Chris Parson, and they believe that they are the leader, and he was on campus over the weekend and. Uh, this is the Elite 11 QB out of Brentwood, Tennessee, that's not just a passer, but also a runner. Is he looking to go in, in, in you know, Mike's on the back nine of coaching. Um, is he looking to tweak and change a little bit and get a dual threat? Does he have to? Because Chris Parson... Is a dual threat quarterback. Is that the direction you need to go to be successful in the SEC? If you're Mike Leach. That would be my question. I think it's a smart move. Is it true that Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Riley, that he's had some conversations and they're like, hey, you know, just go get go get a guy that's a little more athletic than what you've been going with the last 23 years. And let him run around a little bit, especially in that league. And even if he runs for seven, eight, nine yards every now and then, it just puts more pressure on the defense. Show is brought to you by the uh, bone-in ribeye, Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Luganville at 830. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was thinking about uh, this football season yesterday on Sunday. I was excited to get back. You know, I was off several days last week. And I was, you know, jotting down some notes. It's going to be wild to look at the New Orleans Saints sideline and not see Sean Payton. I think he's arguably the, the best football coach on the planet. I think he's that good. Just uh, the way he can run and manage an NFL franchise. Um, I know Sean went through some, you know, down times at, at the Saints. Most everybody does in the NFL. But what he did was, I, you know, look look at what the Saints were. Boring and and a losing franchise from 1967 to 2006. And Sean Payton walks in, and they win and win and win and win. Uh, you know, and guess what? We've got some really, really top-notch, top-notch coaches in the NFL that have, haven't won a title. And so, we again, we still have this Jordan stigma uh but what sean accomplished was unprecedented and then you know goes through a tough time comes back and they went again and were super close to uh a super bowl another super bowl i i picked up the uh peyton and board yesterday and um i picked up the peyton and breeze book by jeff duncan again and if you want to just read one chapter in it that will blow your mind on the New Orleans Saints organization and how difficult it is to win in the NFL and the grind and what what these coaches and staffs go through, you just want to read one chapter on Peyton and Breeze by Jeff Duncan. It's chapter 22, and it's called The Near Divorce. And Jeff Duncan takes you behind the scenes on Sean Payton's madness and drive and how he's maniacal and both how talented he is and also, uh, you know, how flawed he is. 
and the fact that uh, there were just certain people in the Saints organization that could handle his crazy. Because what I mean by his crazy is his creative brilliance, his drive, and his competitive fire to drive the Saints to to winning seasons and pl- and the playoffs. And, of course, that Lombardi trophy. But they won some other playoff games that were unbelievable. Um, but Mickey Loomis will always be the unsung hero of the New Orleans Saints franchise. He's also the one that took the bullets when they had to renegotiate with Drew Brees, the three tag talk, talks about it in the book that Sean totally stepped away, did not get involved whatsoever with the three uh, contract extensions that Brees received because he and Drew worked together too much, right? I mean, they had this bond because Sean coaches the quarterbacks and is an offensive-minded coach. Um, and, and so Sean did not even lay a finger on the contract negotiation. So Loomis, for the fans in the black and gold, took all the the bullets and the arrows. Uh, I think Loomis is borderline brilliant. Um, I think he's an exceptional executive. Uh, he's a top one percenter and uh, arguably the best hire in the history of the Saints was when Mr. Benson um, hired, well, he got hired in 2000. He got promoted to general manager in 2002. And then, of course, Loomis goes and hires Sean Payton after Katrina. And the rest, my friends, as you know, whether you're a Saints fan or not, you know that they played on the big stage for years. I mean, I was at a Monday night football game. And, like, I went down with the Bank Plus crew, and I went down to Monday night football and like, oh, well, it may have been the year they won it. I don't really, it was 08, 09. And I'm sitting there in the, in the Superdome on a Monday night against the Vikings, and... I'm going, the Saints are on Monday Night Football. The Saints were never on Monday Night Football. They never, the Saints never landed primetime TV, late Sunday afternoon, Monday Night Football, whatever. And eventually Sunday Night Football has become the thing. It's even bigger than Monday Night. Right, under NBC. I know Al Michaels isn't there now, but y'all know that Michaels and Chris Collinsworth led the way. And now it'll be Tarico and Collinsworth, but y'all love it just as much as we do uh, uh, Sunday night football. So my point is Sean Payton will not be on the sideline for the New Orleans Saints, but if you read one chapter in this book, if you're a football nerd like I am, and I the, the, the behind the scenes, what it takes to win, daily grind, hours and hours of this and that, the ebb and flow within a, an organization that, again, is a multi-billion dollar company, and Sean's rage, okay, Sean's rage is what drove New Orleans to win. His competitive temperament is not right, but what it takes. And there's one other chapter that I think that you will absolutely love, and I thought this was brilliant. Chapter 22 is the near divorce between the Saints and Sean. And how volatile Sean was and the fact that Mickey Loomis could handle his his both brilliance and rage. There's one other one. And I love this one. Um, let me find, oh, 
the fire and fury of Sunday Sean. And what an absolute maniac he was on Sunday. And how cool and calm he was during the week. They talked about at practice and film sessions and grabbing players throughout the week in practice and just talking to them about this is where we're going with the game plan as we get ready to play the Panthers or the Giants or the Cowboys or the whoever it was. Cool and calm all week. The fire and fury of, they called it Sunday Sean. And if you've ever been to a game, I've been blessed because of our wonderful friends around this show to go to a bunch of Saints games. The guy's an, an absolute maniac mm-hmm. on Sunday. Is it fair to say without Sean Payton, there is no difference between the Saints and the Jaguars? I think you could be really, really unfortunately, I think you could be really, really close on that. It's not Dennis Allen's fault, Blake. You're following an absolute legend, icon, and Hall of Famer. And I think today, even though Bill Belichick is still absolutely brilliant. And is, and I can't believe they won 10 games last year with Mac Jones and what they had. I think Sean is either the best coach on the planet in football or 1A. Yeah, And, I, and I, yes, I would take him before Sean McVay and Andy Reid. And I think those guys are both absolutely off the charts talented. I don't think, I don't know what Dennis Allen will be, but... If you look at all the Saints did prior to the Sean Payton era and you look at what potentially could come after, there's not going to be a lick of difference between them and the Jaguars. Without Sean Payton and that Super Bowl, the New Orleans Saints, like you said, are an afterthought. Yes. But, if, if you know, we still have a few weeks here. If you want to dive into this book, it is unbelievable what it, it, it takes you behind the scenes in the film room the ebb and flow of what it takes to win and the rage and fury and of Sean Payton and brilliance, too. Uh, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. Bank Plus, it's more than a name. It's a promise. You're listening to 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Our friend Tom Luganville coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the SEC Insider Hit. Presented by your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local. Go with a home team. Good morning. Welcome in. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home. Go local. Go with the home team. Go with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent in any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. Our guests join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, Enjoy an ice cold uh, Yingling Lager late this afternoon. And uh, all of our guests this football season will join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. We welcome in our friend, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He does it all. Uh, You see him in studio. Uh, You see him in the booth. You see him on the sideline. And then, of course, uh, ESPN 300 recruiting. He is Tom Luganbill on the uh, Yingling Lager guest line. Lugs, good morning. How are you? Good morning, man. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, dude. We're getting closer to football season. That's a good thing. Yes, we are each and every day. Man, I'm so excited. Uh, I know you are too. And um, so how did your son's recruiting trip go? Did it go well? Uh, no, he didn't take a recruiting trip. He well, was just I mean, training camp. y'all just visiting other sc- oh, schools and colleges. Yeah, yeah, it went really good. It was good for him you know, to, to kind of get a sense of, you know, a campus layout facilities, you know, do some unofficial visit tour type stuff um, and just kind of get the lay of the land a little bit. He still has two years, but, you know, he, he went to four different camps, was able to uh, get on campus, spend some time with some coaching staffs and things of that nature. And if he keeps working at it as a long snapper, he's going to have some opportunities. I think time will tell, you know, what his opportunities will be as an every down player. That's so much fun. That's so cool. Yes, it is. And like you yeah. said, he's still got a lot of, he, he's still got a lot of football to play uh, junior yeah. and senior year in, in high school, a lot of uh, growing and developing and strength and conditioning and all that stuff. Uh, well, I know it was a blast for you uh, yeah, no and your doubt. family. So ESPN 300, one of the things our our listeners love it when you come on. We were talking about you an hour ago. We promote obviously throughout the show, uh, and we had some listeners ask, uh, "Why was Arch Manning um, bumped from the number one spot on your ESPN 300, Luke's?" So it's a great question. It's one I've answered about 700 times in the last 10 days. Uh, and I'm, and I'm uh, glad to do it again for you and, and your listeners. Uh, it's a little bit of a long-winded answer, and I think when you hear it, you'll understand a little bit more as to, as to why. You know, we really took our time this past spring and summer going back over the last two to three years of information gathering on all of, not just quarterbacks, but particularly quarterbacks, all of the prospects, and whether or not they either played as a sophomore, played as a freshman, or played sparingly, not because of their skill set, but because of COVID. We went through almost a a two-and-a-half-year cycle, Bo, where 
There are some kids, I'll give you a prime example, Eli Holstein that uh, committed to Alabama. He's been able to play one full season as a starter because of the pandemic. Mm. So he missed significant time. We had uh, Malachi Nelson, who hasn't played quite as much uh, because he was in the state of California. Okay, so you start to go through and you can see it's a very, very strong recruiting class at the quarterback position, but you also didn't have the normal sample sizes, whether it was on film or during camps and combines. Because remember, whether it was Under Armour camps, whether it was the Elite 11, whether it was on-campus performance, those were all canceled. There, there were no places for those kids to go to perform. In the state of Louisiana, which is where Arch Manning is, they didn't have very many, if any, restrictions. He was able to play three full seasons and was also able to, at times, get on college campuses uh, for some camps. And then all of a sudden, we kind of started gathering and putting all the information together. We just realized we had a lot more information on the guys that we didn't have before. And we kind of knew, like, we knew that it was debatable whether Arch was number one. I can tell you right now, I told our staff, I said, listen, if you took five or six different guys, Jackson Arnold, Dante Moore, Malachi Nelson, Jaden Rashada, um, just take them and, and throw them up against the wall. I think they're all so talented that if we would have had Dante Moore number one and we would have had Malachi Nelson at five and we would have had Arch Manning at seven, I would have been fine with that. If we would have had Jackson Arnold at eight and Arch Manning at 12, I would have been fine with that. That's how good and I think deep the quarterback class is. So we got through the camp and combine cycle, got through this latest uh, Elite 11 cycle um, because we have access to all the film of all the reps that those kids are taking. And then on top of it, and I'm not knocking Arch Manning here, but he made a choice not to attend camps and combines. He made a choice not um, to attend the Elite 11 for whatever reason. And it's, uh, again, uh, you can view it however you want to. I'm of the belief, though, that I think it would have helped him to attend those camps and combines because he's already under such scrutiny fair or unfair, that's the reality of the situation that he's in, that you end up being more scrutinized, I think, publicly when those types of events are going on and you're not involved in them. I think it would have helped him to be involved in those types of events. I think it would have taken some pressure off of him. And, but he didn't do that, and that's fine. Uh, but that's kind of a long-winded way to give okay. some answers, really more about information gathering and how interrupted the cycle was over the last two and a half, three years. Tom Luganbill on the Yingling Lager Guest Line talking Arch Manning and this, this 2023 class that uh, I'm looking here at the ESPN 300, and, and Lug's, I mean, what he's, I think, laying out for us is, man, they love a lot of the quarterbacks in this class. And uh, this goes to where what we've been talking to, to Tom about who was a power five QB, I guess the last five years we've had on is we're, they're allowed to do more things. They're coached at a younger age. So we're, we're getting, you know, a deeper, better, more refined player. Now, why do you think they decided? Why do you think the Arch Manning camp decided not to do any of the camps and combines? Maybe because they felt it would have the opportunity to turn into too much of a media circus and too much of a frenzy and not have the focus be about Makes football sense. or the event as a whole. 
and have it just be about him. And maybe that was something they they uh, were were concerned about to where it would kind of take away from maybe what the event was supposed to be about. And I think that's one of the reasons why, too, he chose to to perform in some some camp settings with some schools where it was a little bit more private, you know, and it was a little bit uh, more closed off. And that would just be my opinion. Okay. All right, so he's 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 no longer number one, but he's still the in the top tier. What? Yeah, I mean, I, let me say this to you, Bo. I I I I, 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 I take issue with when people say, "Oh, well, if his last name was Johnson, his last name was Smith, he wouldn't even be ranked." That's not fair, nor is it true. Um, it's really not. The kid is very very talented. Is he playing against the level of competition that that some other guys are? No. Um, has he played as good as maybe you want him to in some of their bigger games or in the playoffs? He didn't happen to do that last year. So I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on him um, for, you know, this coming fall, particularly if they're a playoff caliber team and, and how they perform late in the playoffs. I think a lot of people want to see if he's able to elevate the roster. Um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think it's very, very unfair to – Say well, if his last name wasn't Manning, he would. I mean, obviously, he's very, very talented. If 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 that was the case, he would not have suitors he's had in recruiting. Right. Okay. Uh, tell our listeners who is your number one player and why. Uh, Malachi Nelson, uh, the quarterback that uh, has been committed to to Lincoln Riley, really going back to when Lincoln was still at Oklahoma, now at USC. He's out of Los Alamitos High School. Um, it's been unbelievably productive. We got to see him, geez, four or five times this spring and summer in person. Uh, just made a really, really good impression, mature. Um, and, and I think when you look at the state, he actually took a, a, a visit uh, this past weekend to Texas A&M. But when you, Saw that. when you look at the fit, yeah, you look at the fit of his skill set and um, the offensive system that he's going in, I, I think it's just a really, really nice marriage. And he reminds me, and I'm, I'm strictly talking about football here, but if you look at him on film and you go back and you watch Deshaun Watson as a junior at Gainesville High School in Georgia, that's almost exactly who he looks like. Wow. Okay. He's arguably the best quarterback to ever play college football. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm talking about Deshaun. Seriously. I mean, to do what yeah. he did for Clemson? Oh, I know it. Uh, what? Uh, even the year before when they didn't win it, uh, to do what what he did. I mean, it was, you know, Herculean things that, that he did. Uh, well, you just mentioned elevating people around him. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Oh, my goodness. Because I think you could make a strong argument he is the best college quarterback in the history of college football with what he did Uh I mean, they weren't, you know, this, they weren't a top 10 recruiter and they won it. Luke's that's unheard of. I mean, yeah, well, they had started to become one, but you're right. They weren't where they were at now. And he was a huge piece of that puzzle. Okay. So Malachi Nelson for our listeners is committed to Southern Cal, but made a, uh, he made a, a visit to Aggieland and, uh, and Texas A. Evidently Texas A&M is just going to sign all the good players forever. It's over, but, uh, <laughs> uh, what a machine. Jimbo has rolling. Okay, I want to go over this with you again. We do it every now and then, but probably not enough. Position of value. Most valuable positions on the field. Uh, give me 
according to Tom Luganville and his team, uh, in which you have uh, evaluated thousands of kids, um, and y'all have y'all's formula, um, give me the top three or four most valuable positions on the football field, according to Tom Luganville and ESPN 300. Quarterback, offensive tackle, defensive cornerback, and edge pass rusher. Okay. Now, you can put them whatever order you want. I mean, I would probably tend to have it be, you know, quarterback, then OT. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I'd actually probably change that last one to defensive line, not just edge rushers, because uh, the interior guys can be so impactful nowadays, especially the way they're, they're built and the way they're conditioned. Um, but if, if you look, when, when, when people ask me that question, when you look at the teams that are playing for the national championship, the teams that are in the college football playoff, and you look at the first round of the NFL draft, look at where the best, most dominant players are playing on those rosters. And it's almost by and large, a hundred percent of the time uh, in those four positions. Well, and you take it to this state when, when, when one of our two teams has a special year, um, they have to have a special player on the D line, Tom. You nailed it. Uh, and yeah, uh, even because a special year here is different than Georgia and Bama. But when you win nine or ten plus here, it's a big damn deal. And and Sam Williams was unbelievable off the edge for Ole Miss this past year. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons was such a disruptor. Uh, Kim Dietschy, Fletcher Cox. When you go through the list of guys, even one player, because you know Bama and Georgia a lot of times have four to six of them, depending on you know what's going on. LSU. Uh, but even one player for one of our teams on the defensive line can be the difference in going to the or a really special bowl like the Sugar or the Orange, which Mississippi State and Ole Miss have both played in in the last few years. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, um, clarify your question. A little confused on what you're asking. All right, so where I'm going with that is even one player – at, on the yeah. defensive line for mm-hmm. a not a blue blood can make the difference in having a good year to a great year, like a Jeffrey Simmons or even a Sam Williams. He may not have been a first-round pick, but he right. was an unbelievable disruptor of the pocket, Kiffin and Ole Miss and DJ Durkin last year. I don't think there's I, – I think it's so glaring, especially along the defensive front, when you have those guys and when you don't. Like it's it's glaring. I mean, you it's glaring from a body type standpoint. It's glaring from a movement standpoint and visually how different you look up front, and and that's why everybody's seeking to find those guys. And there's there's not enough of them. I mean, you look at look at those dudes that Georgia was playing with mm. last year, all right, and just how different they were than ev- than everybody else. Um, uh, but to me. Like, it's a building block. If you, like, for you mentioned Clemson with Deshaun Watson. Well, the whole Clemson defensive line building block thing, really, for the most part, started um, with, in the 2008 class with uh, Daquan Bowers. Do you remember him? Yes. National recruit. Everybody and their brother recruited. In-state South Carolina guy. He ends up going to Clemson, and that kind of started to get the ball rolling. And then the next thing you know, it's, it's these two guys and these three guys. And the next thing you know, you fast forward ten years, and Clemson is two and three deep across the board along their front. 
right? And and then you look at where the program's ascended to. So it's pretty glaring when you have one or don't have one. I want to switch gears, Tom Luganbill with ESPN on the Yingling Lager guest line. You called the LSU spring game. And there's some transition uh, going from Ogeron to Brian Kelly. Obviously, Brian Kelly's a much better coach, but some things kind of fell apart. They got a little dysfunctional there at the end, but they're still LSU, and they may not be as good as Georgia or Bama, but they still have talent. Their win total is only six and a half. As you called their spring game, um, you know, do you think Brian Kelly can throw up seven or eight plus wins in his first season at LSU, Tom? With that, with that defensive front, absolutely. Now they got to find some answers at tight end. Um, Kayshawn Butte's got to actually get healthy and perform to the level he's expected to. I think that they've got numerous quarterbacks that they can win with. That win total to me is is way too low. And I'll tell you why it's too low is they're going to be so much better coached. We're, 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 we tend to focus in the preseason to look at their returning too deep, right? And who they have versus who they lost and, you know, what the dynamics like within, within their team. We don't look enough at probably the coaching staff and the process and the blueprint and laying it down and accountability. And the bottom line is, Brian Kelly has won everywhere he's been, no matter where he's been. Yes. And I just think that we're, we're undervaluing um, probably the overall talent of that roster. Cause I think it's better than people think it is particularly on defense. Um, if miles Brennan stays healthy, I do think he'll be the starter. And if he does stay healthy, he's going to be a good starter. If he doesn't, I will be really surprised if they don't turn to Garrett Nussmeyer, the kid who was the freshman last year that they redshirted. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly optimistic about like what they could do in the SEC West because they're talented enough to cause problems for other people. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're just not an easy out. You're not, you're not writing a W in, in permanent ink before you play that game. And, I think that makes the team dangerous if they got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think they certainly do. They play Florida State first game of the year. Norvell's under fire. Um, but you like LSU in that game, even though it's Brian Kelly's first game as the head coach at LSU. Yes, well, no? I think they got yeah they got the better overall roster. I, I chuckle at that game because if you would have gone back to when that game was scheduled and you looked at where LSU was in 2019 and where Florida State was in 2019, you would be fast-forwarding and looking at this matchup saying, oh, my gosh, LSU is going to be favored by, like, 24. They're favored by three. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Or it was three about a week ago. I don't know how much that, that line has moved. And, and I think what's interesting about that game is if you look at the way the season ended for LSU, right, couldn't have been worse. I mean, it was just abysmal. But you look at the way the season ended for Florida State. They started playing good. They actually looked like an organized outfit. Jordan Travis actually looked like a competent player at quarterback. They weren't shooting themselves in the foot. They weren't self-destructing. They kind of went into the offseason with a little bit of momentum. I think that game's going to be a really highly competitive matchup deep into the fourth quarter. Ooh, I hope you're right. Uh, I want you know, Good games are good for all of us. Now, you're not sold on the Florida-Utah game, uh, 
I hope it's competitive, selfishly, just because we want as many really good games going into the fourth quarter early as we can go. But that was another one that jumped out at me. LSU and and Florida State. And, you know, Norvell's got to get it done um, sooner than later. But you make a good point. You felt like they were playing better. You felt like they were playing better down the stretch in November, right? Oh, they totally were, yeah. And, and, and again, we're comparing it to the previous five years where it was literally a goat rodeo marching down the, the town square of Tallahassee. I mean, that thing was so embarrassing at times with how their team would quit and things would go, wouldn't go good and the, the locker rooms in dismay. I mean, the thing was in bad shape, and they've really recovered in that regard. They really have. I, I want to wrap it up with this. You mentioned you were around him within the last month or so. Um, Chris Parson, quarterback out of Brentwood, ESPN yeah. 300, was in Startville this past weekend. I told you his grandparents lived there, da-da-da-da. He decommitted from FSU. State feels like they're the leader. You don't ever know. But uh, do you do you like him? I, I'm talking about his potential over you know the next three years for you. Chris do Parson? You, Chris Parson, do you like him yeah. or really like him, Tom? I like him. I wish he was a little bit bigger. Um, and and I, I think, you know, it's always easy to say that with anybody who's in the, you know, the 5'11 range because you get so conditioned to thinking that, you know, that's just not big enough. And then you start looking around how this game's evolved and there's a bunch of 5'11 guys playing. Sound like it was, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, I just think he's a really, really gifted athlete that will get miscategorized as a dual threat guy because of how athletic he is and you'll gloss over how good of a passer he is. And so the more we see him, I think the more we see him develop, um, he has so much growth potential as a passer that I think it makes him a very, very dangerous player. Okay. We'll leave it there. Um, what's on the, uh, what's on the schedule for Tom Luganville this week? So I got to go to Nashville tomorrow. There's a recruiting and player personnel symposium that I'm a part of, of uh, working that uh, our group, the UC Report, uh, is, is involved in putting on. And, and really what it is, is it's a, it's a two-day symposium of, of player personnel directors, player personnel coordinators, um, you know, student assistants, those looking to rise in the, in the scouting and, and personnel profession at the collegiate level. And it's an opportunity for everybody to, get together and have roundtable discussions and panels and, and, you know, discuss legislation, recruiting rules, you know, scouting practices and all of that. And then uh, come back. Let's see, that would take me to Wednesday. And then I come back, I've got Sirius XM radio on Friday. I got my son's first inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday. And then after that, I, I haven't seen the schedule, but I think I'm on college football live a few times here in the back half of the, of the uh, month. I'm ready. You're ready. We're ready. Yeah. Here we go. Tom Luganville. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, fantastic beer. Uh, throw some burgers on the grill this afternoon or maybe a pork tenderloin parrot with a uh, Yingling Lager. You can find it Corner Market, grocery stores throughout the state of Mississippi, and all of our guests will join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Don't forget to hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line 
601-885-3776. Hour number three coming up. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.